0: Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts. Jessica. And I am Chris Eaton. Oh boy, it is Memorial Day weekend, Jessica.
1: It is. Some, it summer is. Summer
0: Summer's officially here.
1: I mean, it's cloudy as heck in in at least in the Los Angeles area. I don't I don't know how it is in Orange County. Apparently it's sunny cloudy. in San Diego. Is it Very cloudy? cloudy.
0: Very cloudy. Right. It is. It's. It's June. June gloom at its at its at its best, oh. and it's early. It's yeah. early like like your elderly grandparents showing up to a party when you tell them two o'clock is when we start, and they're knocking on the door at twelve forty-five, <laughs> and you're still getting dressed, and they just come in, they sit down, and they wonder like where is everyone? I'm like you're early. You're way too early. So oh, that is.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: That is how the weather is like, but it's been, you know what? I, I, I appreciate it. I mean, the last, you know, couple of years, it's been very, very muggy, very hot. And, you know, the lack of moisture in the air has, uh, you know, it's been a bane upon my existence. At least I, I like a good, I like a good, um, I like my winters to be winter. And I know we live in Southern California. We don't have a regular winter out here because we have two seasons. We have hot and not hot. Um, but i at least want my rain just give me my rain uh, that's all that's all i ask for it's been actually very good this year we've had a ton of rain and to the point where the weather's been so insane we've actually gotten tornadoes out here jessica oh yeah for the for me being the tornado enthusiast seeing a small tornado rip up el monte was like i'm like my god like i was so close <laughs> it was it was so close to me but Uh, I digress. You don't want to hear me go into my, my nonsense about my weather obsessions. So.
1: No, uh, no, I was going to say, I don't remember it being, being hot and muggy. I mean, hot, yes, but muggy and humid is never how I guess. I mean, I'm not in orange County, how I would have described, I guess, Southern California or LA. uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, we're, I'm near the beach. Like the beach is literally like five miles from my front door. Um, I'm at that nice point where I'm like, I don't need to be on the beach because that's a ton of problems in and of itself. And I'm like, I like, I like the idea that I'm close enough to the water. I can go visit the water when I want to. I know it's there, but I don't want to be on the water all the time. Living living on the beach is a whole different thing. You wake up, there's so much salt in the air. Everything rusts. Uh, All the homes are all packed together. And um, there's no parking. I don't know how people do it.
2: Oh, I, couldn't, I, yeah.
0: I, oh. I, I, I couldn't do it. Not only that, but my innate fear that I, you know, I had a recurring dream starting at 13 that I eat it in a tidal wave at night. So you don't see it coming. Um, I've always been of that, that mentality. I'm like, the ocean is unforgiving and it can turn on you at any moment. Yes. So I'd rather be. Yes far enough inland that i don't have to worry about that i mean you and i are relatively in a nice area where we don't really have to worry about the major things like brush fires and you know possible tsunamis hitting us you know the only thing we have to really worry about is the occasional earthquake and i can deal with that
1: yes yes i don't i don't really like earthquakes i i if if death is coming for me i like to have a warning so, hence why <laughs> hence why I appreciate the tornado alarms, because I you know can when batter pretty- down the hatches. And you know, like, as soon as the weather turns and the birds fly away and your dog can't stop barking,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, you you know, you know, you have, I'm like, oh, time to get in that bathtub or go into the tornado shelter. An earthquake is, like, in the middle of a movie, you're driving on the bridge, you're eating.
0: You're asleep. I, you're asleep. You're asleep. For those, sleep, I mean, no. you mean, you were you out here for Northridge? Are you yes. In yes. Okay. yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Northridge was. No, thank you.
0: Were you in? What area were you in for Northridge?
1: I was in the San Gabriel Valley, oh, but I do yes, remember you're close. it. Yeah, I was in the valley, so I um.
0: I was in Norwalk. It was not a. Oof. No. No, that's the thing. I try to explain that to people who've never truly experienced an earthquake. I'm like, look. You Live out here, you're gonna get them. Like, we just with the last big one we had was 4th of July, I think, like almost three years ago now. It's three or four, it was one of those, but we had that real big one where my, my mom lives in the area. Like, she literally lives on top of the fault line that split open and shook the entire wow. region. She was not in the area at the time, she was actually up north, but my stepdad was out there and, um. Cause we had two back to back and that first one I called him. I once I found out where it was, I'm like, are you okay? It's so like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm crouched in the middle of, of the lawn right now because it is the one open space where yes. I'm like, yes, because yeah, again, if you've never experienced the joy of an earthquake, you're like you, your day's going on and all of a sudden the ground doth quake. And then you are on, nice. look, I wouldn't, I mean, like, I don't do drugs, but I can only imagine the adrenaline rush when you are in a big earthquake that is akin to, like, taking, like, an you know, the highest, you know, amphetamines. Because you are on alert. You're on awake. Like, if a ninja is going to attack you right after an earthquake, that is the best chance you have of getting him before he gets <laughs> you because you are on high alert.
1: Yes. Yes. you know what? There's only two kinds. People who fall asleep through it. Mm-hmm. I truly do believe that there are babies excluded, people mm-hmm. who slept through the Northridge. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that even if there are few of them. Mm-hmm. And then there are others who are completely awake. Like you said, there, there's no middle ground
0: for, for stuff. I was 10 and I was on a bunk bed. Oh, and like, no, no, it, no To no, come no. around to, to, to the Godzilla of it all, my dad had got me the Shogun Warriors Godzilla. Like it was a used one, but it was like mm, this was like uh, the second mm-hmm. like God's and I had it on a shelf in my room, and I woke up and the whole house that ha- like if you've never again you've never experienced a good like we get little shakers all the time, like you get a little like ooh okay yeah, yeah that was a you know a four like that's that's nothing that that's just gonna vibrate your house a little bit you might get the roll anything you get over like. Then it's like, okay, this is the serious one. So that thing was, I think it was like a 6.5. So I remember I was on the top bed. My brother was on the bottom bed. I woke up and the whole house, like, it was like, it's like someone takes your house, puts it in a tin can and then just shakes it. And my bunk bed is a steel frame. So that thing was just creaking. And I'm like, freaking out because I'm watching my verticals swing up and touch the ceiling and swing back down because that's how hard it was shaking. And next thing I know, my dad is grabbing me off the bed. Like I am like, like, like he's a cat and like, he's a mama cat and grabbing by the back of my neck. Almost like he just grabs the back uh of my pajamas, throws me under his arm, grabs my brother, throws him under his arm. And we're, we're, we're in the hallway in the, in the doorway we had. And, you know, in those moments, I think it lasted like all of like 55 seconds, the matrix. It's, it is an eternity.
1: It is. Every earthquake is an eternity. And then you feel the shaking afterwards.
0: Oh, the aftershocks. Yes.
1: You don't know whether it is an aftershock or you, Mm -hmm. it's you. Oh yeah. Oh
0: God. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. You're like, is that me? Or is that the actual ground moving? Like, because that's the thing When, when you've, lived out here, you know, when the big, when you get one, you're going to get a bunch of little yes. ones after that. Yes. And some of them are going to be just yes. as big. So, I just remember like, screaming, where's mom? And dad's like, just hang on. The The place stops shaking enough to where we get up and we go into our den. And my mom, I just, I, I will always forget, I'll never forget this because this is 4.30 in the morning.
2: Yeah, Birds yeah. are
0: not even up yet. And <laughs> my mom... She had just gotten a brand new China hutch. She had been eyeing this thing for months. And we finally, it literally came in the day before this earthquake. And she had just set everything up. And we go into the den. And she is holding the top of this China hutch up. It's a big, like if this thing fell over, it was going to kill her. But she was using all of her might (laughs) to hold it up. My dad's like, really? She's like, I'm not letting it. She's like, I knew you had the kids. I knew they were fine. I'm not losing this after like saving up for this thing. So, you know, to be fair, my mom's a good mom, but I understand like when you've worked for something, you're not going to let God himself is not going to take it from you after working that hard for it. But yeah, but in that once, once we were, you know, once we collected ourselves, you know, it thankfully there was no like damage to the house, but a lot of stuff was, was fell over. Uh, I go back into my room, and therein lies my Shogun Godzilla. He fell off, landed onto my dresser, and his head shattered into a million pieces, and oh, thus no. I lost my Shogun Godzilla. But that's why Super 7 is around, and they gave me the tiny one oh. that I now have, and it's a good... It, it is, it, it's is—it's a good uh, 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 consolidation... or uh, Wait, what, what's the term I'm looking for?
1: Consolation? Um,
0: consolation not consolidate consolation. consolation prize very much so yes Aww. so yes I lost, I lost my first real godzilla figure in that earthquake so bringing it back around to the godzilla of it all but no i mean that's that's the ups and downs doesn't matter where you go you lived in ohio for a minute did you have to deal with with tornadoes
1: yes yes all the time i also drove through the eye of one like i was i don't like, oh, think you've
0: weird. ever told me this story
1: I was like, "Oh, it's so calm, but the sirens are on everywhere,"
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I'm just kind of... I don't know how to describe it, Mm -hmm. but I was in the calm portion of it,
0: and it was like back into the storm.
1: (laughs) I, I, yeah, I've also seen it in the rear. I've seen one in the rearview mirror. I've been in a Target where everyone, I stepped in and everyone moved to the back of the Target. Mm -hmm. So if it blows out glass doors Mm -hmm. and windows, it's not going to hit the people. Um, Every building of my college had, like, tornado shelters and everything. But, yeah, I have actually, like, driven. I thought I I had passed it. Mm
2: -hmm. Then
1: I thought it was next to it. Then I mm-hmm. thought it, but then I saw winds like swirling. <laughs> and I can only describe it as a miracle I have survived. Um, oh, God. Yeah.
0: You're kind of a Kawaii version of Mr. Magoo. You know that?
1: <laughs> I, just, I, I just, I was like, oh, everything seems to be fine. Everything looks really sunny, but yet cloudy. I I realized that I was, yeah, not be, not in the best
0: place. Look, I, it's been uh, before I leave this earth, or at least my physical body is done, and they put my brain into some sort of synthetic body, which, I, you know, I'm holding out hope for. I want to live the RoboCop life. Um I, I will see. I will see a tornado up close. It is. It is my destiny. I will. I will. I will storm chase one day, um, because I am a weird dude like that. I've been to volcanoes. I've lived through earthquakes. I have literally driven through brush fires. So the only two things I have on that you need to check off my list are experiencing a hurricane and a tornado. So
2: Oof. it will
0: happen. I will, re- I, wait, I almost, we were supposed to go to Hawaii for a show back in August of like 2018. And, or it was it 2017 or 2018. I forgot which one it was. I think it was 2018. And literally the day the show was supposed to go on, a hurricane was barreling down on Oahu. And we had to make a call. And I told my buddy, I'm like, look, if we go, cause he was asking me, he's like, how's it looking? Cause I'm, I'm on all my storm tracker stuff. And I'm like, Right now, man, and not looking good. Like at the very least, the like the edge of this thing is going to hit the island. And he's like, ugh. So I'm like, if we land on Wednesday or Thursday, when we get there, we might be stuck in our hotel room, like on the 19th floor, watching mopeds and everything fly past us and a storm surge come in. Because yeah. I'm like, we're yeah. right there. And I told him, it's like, here's the thing. You cancel now. I think I I think everything's going to be fine. But I'm forewarning, if we go and that thing hits, I'm going to be the idiot on the balcony with my camera filming everything because that is the death wish I have.
1: <laughs> don't be that person because the, re- the reason why I knew, mm-hmm. and I don't want people yelling at me being like, you can't drive through our store. It's because I saw things then flying near me and around mm-hmm. me,
0: and, and that, that's, well, that's how the I tornita- knew. They, they form, they weaken. Yeah. I've yes. me. there's plenty of people that have driven through them that don't even realize it as they're, as they're gaining speed or they're, or they're.
1: Yes. They're, yes.
0: They're, they're, yes. They're gassing out.
2: Yes. So yes.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm 99% sure uh, one passed me in Texas when I was out there last time, but that's the other thing I've never experienced rain like that in my entire life. And my buddy who lived out there was driving and I'm like, the windshield wipers are not keeping up. It's like we're going through a, a, a waterfall. I'm like, are you okay to drive? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, you're doing 40. People are like, there's parts flooding. He's like, yeah, we're in a we're in a jeep. We're good. I'm like that's why you buy a jeep out here.
1: Oh. And boy, I just remember God. seeing this
0: wall of black as we're coming over an overpass. I'm like, that's that's terrifying. And it just moved away. I'm like, I'm not sure, but that might have been a tornado. So because one did touch down not far from us. Yes. Uh, it yes. was still 11 o'clock at night. And my buddy's like, do you want to go out? I'm like, look, I want to, but I'm also not a fool. And I'm not going to risk your car getting damaged because I have an itch to scratch. And also, it's at night. You can't see those things. So.
1: No, no. like, And and you know for sure you, you've done something when you realize there's no other vehicles around you, which is what mm-hmm. I've noticed. And then later, the locals mm-hmm. are like both eyes widened and yelling at you and being like, oh, you're so blessed to be alive. That's when you realize the severity of the situation.
0: One last bit, because you mentioned locals. When I was eight years old, uh, my parents and my grandmother took my brother and I to Las Vegas for the first time. If you live in Southern California, Vegas is a rite of passage. Everyone has to go to Vegas at some point or another because it's Las Vegas. Now, when you're young, now this is when we went, it was at the beginning of like, Family Vegas like hey
1: yeah yes
0: we're not yeah. all boozy anymore come out and yeah. like we're going to be we're turning the whole city into one giant theme park that yeah. people can still go gamble at so we stayed at the Imperial Palace which isn't there anymore i think i think Bally's ate it up so we were on the strip we were across from i want to say Mirage and uh, this i remember oh. because my brother my brother ate one of those giant hot dogs and got sick and threw up as the volcano went off um it would turn out to be kind of a trip from hell because oh, the Imperial Palace, even then was not the best place in the world to stay. And the first night we got there, they put us in the annex section. And I, I like we the when my mom asked like, where's this room? And the bellhop's like, Oh God, you need a compass and a cub scout to get back there because that's how far back that place is. My grandmother had uh, stayed in the room with my brother and I. So my mom and dad could have their own room. I just remember the next morning, my mom, pounding on the door, barging in, and she's like, get out of the bed. I'm like, what? And she threw the bed sheets off, and there are bed bugs. They weren't, like, oh, regular bed no. bugs. They are these other, like, little beetles. And, like, we found out that they're, like, some sort of seasonal, like, beetle thing that comes around there. And the hotel, that back section got a bad infestation because there was, like, a, like, a water main broke or something. So, of course, the hotel's, like, we're terribly sorry. We will refund your night and we will move you to a better room in the main tower. So we are on the 18th floor of the Imperial Palace overlooking It's one of those rooms where you can kind of see the strip, but you can also see the alleyway of the hotel too.
1: Oof. Okay.
0: So the next morning, so this is Sunday morning, I wake up. The sun is just coming out. Like it is like 630 in the morning. And the room is swaying, and, like, you hear beams creaking. And it takes me a minute to realize, nope. are we having an earthquake? And here's the thing my 8-year-old brain. I thought you couldn't have earthquakes on vacation, not realizing that's not how the world works. Because I'm a kid. That's okay. you you're <laughs> I'm like,
2: eight.
0: Yeah. I'm like, earthquakes only happen at home. Like, we're we're not at home. It's like, oh, no, no, that's not how they work. So the Big Bear earthquake had hit. And Big Bear was a big Ooh. earthquake.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, it was. And I, I and but we're in Vegas, so we're far enough away that we can feel it, but it's not like, we're not, shaking, we're swaying. It's a sway earthquake. And I look over, and our we had two rooms again, and we have that door that adjoins the rooms. So my mom and dad were in one yeah. room, my grandma and I, and I look over, my mom and my grandmother are holding each other for dear life in the doorway. And... I get up, my brother's like, he's like, what's going on? I'm like, we're having an earthquake. He's like, what? And no joke, my dad, I see my dad just cross, you know, the path in the room. I can see him just right behind my mom as he's going to the bathroom. He's like, it's just a, it's a small one. Go back to bed as he's going to the bathroom. My mom's freaking out. I like, no, 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 this is, cause we're up high. And the, the building's playing pretty good. So uh, as the swing starts to reside, I go outside of my room into the hallway, and everybody is in the hallway. And you there's this is the thing about Vegas. You have Californians and you have everybody else. And you can tell everyone who is from California, they're like, eh. and then you can it's tell everybody who's it's
1: a roller. Yeah, it's a square. roller,
0: yeah. Sorry. And then every everybody from like Battle Creek, Michigan or or, you know, Toledo, Ohio, who have never experienced anything, they are losing their collective Everybody's in their yeah. pajamas and their underwear, yeah. and they are freaking the hell out. And they're looking at us. They're like, eh, we're fine. Don't worry about it. I quick precise, My mom's like, you know what? Screw this. We're going to go home because we saw in the news where it was. We called my grandfather. He was here, and he's like, it shook pretty bad. Like, yeah, it means like there's no damage, but it, it was a good it was a good shaker. So we're like, all right, let's head home. I remember look, going out on the balcony overlooking part of the strip and part of the alley. And as my mom and my grandmother are frantically packing everything away, um, you can see people out on the strip freaking out. And I remember looking down in the alleyway. There was a dude who was wearing just a shirt had his shoes on, he was in his boxers, had his keys in his hand, and it looks like he took a suitcase with everything in it and just, it was like out of a comedy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like
0: his clothes were hanging out and he got into his car and bolted. And I'm like, that dude is, yeah, he's having a, a, a panic attack. <laughs> driving home, we get to Baker and my oh. dad is, my dad's driving and we're in Baker which is a tiny little desert town. That's the last stop before you get into Nevada proper. So that's the first stop when you leave Nevada. And there's a semi truck in front of us and it starts like moving across. And my mom's like yelling. My dad's like, stay on the freeway. He's like I can't like, there's something going on. Like if you've never driven when there's an earthquake, it feels like you have four simultaneous flat tires
2: yeah, because your, yeah. your
0: shocks are trying to compensate. And so we pull off and we didn't realize a second earthquake had hit. Closer to, to the Nevada border, it was in Landers, which is a desert dirt town. And that was even bigger. It was like a seven point two or something like that. So we stopped, we were checking out my grandfather, and my dad, you know, got out of the car to go grab something to drink. He comes back, he's like I just met the most interesting woman. She was from Texas and she came out freaking out at me. She's like, Did you all feel that? He's like, Yeah. She's like I couldn't find my britches. I was so freaked out. And he's he's like he was more bemused by her her um her southern draw and her inability to find her pants in <laughs> in this moment of this earth of the earth doth quaking. So yeah. So that's that uh th- for people who've never experienced it, I got to see firsthand those who are like we're not from here. We deal with snow and we deal with storms. We don't deal with the earth Belching. It's like, yep, that's that's what you get for living on the West Coast. So.
1: I I think in like 2014, 2015, we also had one, and it was 6:40 or 6:50 something a.m. I'm on like mm-hmm. a Wednesday, and I know this because I was in bed and I freaked out and I couldn't go back to sleep. Um, and my friend was driving to work, and he was mm-hmm. on a bridge in Pasadena, and it started, and he's like, "That's when you're just like everything's in God's hands now." <laughs>
0: Is that the one over there by the – off the 210 right there? Is that that bridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah, that's not a fun bridge to be on.
1: No, no, no,
0: no. My first one I ever experienced was Whittier, and my dad was a construction worker. And this hit, like – Whittier hit, like, at 7 in the morning. So, like, everybody's either going to work or at work already. And I remember this vividly because I remember getting up – my mom was talking on the phone and she's like, yeah, go lay back down, go lay in my room. And I remember specifically, and this haunts me to this day. I heard this curling scream that almost sounded like a witch scream. And then all of a sudden the whole house just starts, like literally I hear, my the window's open, I hear this curling scream. I don't know where it came from or what it was, but it almost ended like a witch was laughing and then all of a sudden the house just violently erupts, like starts shaking. And my brother's only like, three years old two years old, all the time I'm like five and my mom just grabs us and she is freaking out because this is because it's wittier. it's much closer to us and
2: yeah like yeah.
0: I recall seeing my bookshelf on and like it were like, like is the world ending my dad at the time was in downtown LA Ooh. doing rehab on he was working on the main what used to be the um this I, I think it was the um he used to be the Bank of America Tower. I don't. Know, I think that's changed hands. Yes. But it was like the First Bank or uh, whatever it was before Bank of America bought him. He was on like the twelfth story on a scaffold when that thing nah. hit, and his foreman's nah. like, when it, his foreman yelled, he's like, hey, "We're gonna tell him." He's like, foreman yelled, "Everybody get the hell out of here!" And then once it subsided, he's like, "We're we're done for the day. Everyone yes. go, home. Yes. go home. Yes,
1: yes, yes, one hundred percent."
0: Yes. My dad told me when he walked in like a half hour later, I was like, are you OK? He's like, well, um, my coworker and I, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't think I could be Spider-Man, but we were acting like Spider-Man gripping to whatever we could because we're on just this flimsy scaffolding. And he's like, I he's like, I legit thought the thing was going to come down. He's like, so, he's like, we're fine. But like, yeah, we, we got the day off. But, you know, we'll be back oh. tomorrow.
1: It's not. uh, No, no. That's why like certain buildings like Taipei 101, there's so many Mm -hmm. earthquakes on that island in Japan too. The building learns to sway with it because it's built with a type of construction and design in mind.
0: And And the safest
1: place is actually on the top.
0: Yep. My dad, my dad worked in construction for years. So that's why he was never like, he's like, nah, new buildings. You're fine. He always told me parking garage. Don't ever be in a parking garage. Like why? He's like, because they're not built for that, and they will pancake. He's like, if you're going to be in one, try to get to the top as fast as possible. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes, yes. That's,
0: that's why I, mean, I always... You park, on, I, the you always the park
1: other other.
0: on the top. I always park on the top. I never park on the bottom. So. But we digress. Enough hot earthquake talk. It is Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> there, is, there are things to talk about on this episode. First things first, Jessica... In this crazy yes. world of earthquakes and insane weather, you think that sometimes things can't get any nuttier, and then they do. About yes. four days ago, uh, the Shin Japan Heroes Initiative, whatever they're calling it, uh, they were teasing something for like a whole month, and it was this cool animation. It was Ultra Godzilla, Ultraman Unit One, and Common Rider, and they were all doing something, but just doing cool actiony things, and it's like. Coming soon. It's like, what? what? What are you guys doing? Like, are we are we finally getting a team up? Is this going to be the grand plan? Is there something being laid out with all this? Not quite, but it is far more insane than I think anybody could have could have imagined. Because it turns out this project was for a new toy set, a high end toy yes. set of um. How do I put this. Essentially, a Power Ranger-esque Zord toy, where all of these characters form into one giant super robot. I sat in bewilderment in a parking lot in uh, Lakewood, (laughs) in a Walmart, and this thing popped up. I'm like, what in God's name am I seeing here? And I see Godzilla Roar, Ultraman, Unit 1, and... Common Rider in agreement, and then all of a sudden Godzilla starts transforming, and then Ultraman turns into Godzilla's left arm, and Unit One turns into his right arm, and then their lower torsos turn into his legs. And I'm watching, I'm like, what? What? What the hell is this? And then Common Rider revs his motorcycle, flies 300 (laughs) feet in the air. And forms the head, like Mazing, like, like Koji Kubudo and the great Mazinger. Oh, oh no, Mozinger, Great Mazinger is another, another guy. And forms a megazord of essentially the four pillars of Japanese, uh, of, uh, geekdom. That's the best way I can describe it. Thus be, and in, in, in of itself, becoming the fifth pillar, the Sentai. And a live action suit of these things put together are finding some amorphous black blob and it's whatever the hell, like it's, it's armada of, 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 you know, fighter jets. And it turns into a whole megazore battle from a, from a Sentai show. And I'm like, we've reached peak. Like I don't think you can, we, we can't go any further. This is the nuttiest thing I've ever seen. And then of course it's like buy the toy. I, I I'm at a loss for words.
1: I but I feel I'm, oh God. Sorry, I'll let you finish.
0: Um but it's also I'm like, I've had dreams like this at you know, when I was nine and ten drawing my dumb Power Ranger stuff in school and I was making I was turning all the Godzilla characters into Zords and combining them. I'm like Ano and Higuchi truly are grown-ass children, and this is the prime example of that because th- this this can only be conjured by someone with a who is in touch with their inner nine-year-old.
1: Oh my gosh! Uh, Your
0: thoughts, Jessica?
1: Oh my gosh! I don't. Okay, so I <laughs> if you love this toy and you want it. <laughs> Godspeed! All the all the more power <laughs> to you. Um, mm-hmm. I can accept a lot. Mm-hmm. I I've seen one of my favorite characters from DC is you know Animal Mineral Vegetable Man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He is a you know he shows up in several of the animated uh, shows and films. Dude, like you just look him up. Yeah. He's, he's
0: he's a Doom a Patrol villain, right? He is
1: yes, yeah. and he's he's a wonderful. Example of a hodgepodge thing happening. Sure. I, I can mm-hmm. accept that. I actually is one of my favorite characters. I actually have from one of my trips in Japan. Toy Story characters. That's that the first form, thing that came to my head. Yeah. That mech kind of together into basically a Megazord situation. Mm-hmm. I have another one that is a San, all the Sanrio characters. They come in together it is a beautiful mix of insanity. And when I saw this, I somehow was so shocked <laughs> that I was at loss of words. And what had happened is, um, I had to, I did text Chris later that day. And what had happened is, I was sitting at a bar stool height table. And I'm only like, I'm under five, I'm five feet two and a half, Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: my feet don't touch the ground. And I almost slid right off of that chair after the initial (laughs) shock wore off because it, I, I don't know. It wasn't, it didn't look an aesthetically appealing to me. And I like Mm -hmm. the animal mineral vegetable man. So I don't know if I could have that item in my home especially since i wear glasses i don't see well at night i might run into it maybe i need to put it in the living room but then but then i'm afraid of coming home and seeing it in the dark there's there's reasons why i don't have joker items in my home <laughs> it's the same reason i don't need this monstrosity in my house just because i don't your home should be a happy safe happy safe space and i don't feel that with that particular item in my home. But some people love it. I have a friend whose Joker is his favorite villain and he has a lot Mm -hmm. of Joker memorabilia. I think it's great. I have never stayed over at my friend's house for any sort of sleepover. (laughs) I I leave by nightfall. Yes. So I don't need to have that in my life for me personally. But I do do see why, I do follow the logic of why that Mm -hmm. figure exists. And that's perfectly fine. But the design of it, I think, looked very odd for me. I think maybe I would have designed it differently. But I'm not saying that I am a creative genius and I can do it. I'm not saying I can do it better. But I'm saying, like, you know, if you were to design your own lightsaber or design your own Lego figures, people tend to do what's subjective to them. This, for me, was not it for me. But I am really happy because I do I do see on my timeline, some people are like, oh my gosh, what is that? And others are like, I cannot wait to order. You know what I mean? And if it makes them happy, that's great because I've had friends look at the Toy Story one from
0: mm-hmm. Japan,
1: that mechs, and they're like, that is ugly and horrifying. And they've ruined <laughs> Toy Story for me. They're just something that shouldn't be done <laughs> and they play too close to being God and it shouldn't have happened. And that, if it's that's... not for them, that's fine. They just don't look at it. <laughs>
0: That's that's where it felt like when you started talking. It felt like this where you're going. Like this thing exists in defiance of God's will. Like this should not be. Man, man has stared God in the eye and said, "What do you have?" And it brought forth this Frankenstein's monster that should not exist. It it's the fact that Common Rider pilots this thing. Like, he's in, like, it's my, I'm like, this, this is everything. And I'm like, we've come full circle. It has truly come full circle because it is truly the last thing that Anno and Higuchi have not touched is the, the Sentai stuff. It, the, you know, the team with the mechs. I'm like, I kind of want this as, you know, give me, give me like a short film. I'll, I'll take that because now it feels like you, you've, you've chummed the waters, you have to do, you, you've, you've dipped your toe in. You now have to go all in. Look, just, let's even look at the fact that all these characters are existing where in any other world.
1: Right, of course, of course, right.
0: In any other timeline, no way in hell Toei totally was like, we're going to have Common Rider and Godzilla in the same room That's that is being sanctioned by us. Because apparently the studios do not like each other. I know that the you know, the medium ground seems to be with with Suburaya, where Toho seems to be like, we'll work with you. And then is like, we'll work with you. But like the two big ones, they're like, they're they're like divorced parents that will that refuse to even make it work for their kids. But somehow Ano has come together with his, you know, with the power that he wields. And he's like, no, no, we're gonna put this all aside. And we're going to do this just in it in of itself feels like we have cracked the space time continuum and just seeing Common Rider like pilot this thing like it's a like it's some bastardized Mazinger just it, it brought like a weird tinge of joy to me for some reason. I can't <laughs> I can't quantify it with words like they're like we haven't come up with the syllables to describe this, but there's a part of me that's like, I I need more of this in my life. Even though it's right. completely bonkers. And not exactly in a good way either, but it is something I'm like, all right, you've gone this far. We we need to finish this. So, again, on, it feels like Ono pretty much has carte blanche to do anything that he wants. And, I you know, as we're recording this, Shin Kamen Rider is less than six days away from premiering in North yeah. America. Uh, Ari and I will be covering the movie on our sister show, Common Kaisers, if you're not listening. Uh, check it out. It is under the same feed. Quick quick plug there. So, I'm looking forward to that, just to see what, what he's churning out. Because I'm also not the biggest Common Rider fan in the world, but Ariane has been like, no, no, you will watch and you will Mm -hmm. you will enjoy. In fact, the next two episodes are all common writer specific, which it's stuff. I'm like, man, like, yeah, I've this is a whole faction I have I am completely blind to. Like I only have the most rudimentary of knowledge. So we watched the Thai knockoff film from uh like the mid seventies and um I've watched a lot of horrible movies in my time, Jessica, and I enjoy a lot of I enjoy a lot of garbage movies. You've 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 gotten an earful of the of the nonsense that I love I love to watch, but very rarely have I ever watched a film that made absolutely zero sense. And that is what Hanuman and the Five Riders truly was like. It is. <laughs> It is copyright infringement at its maximum. Like even, even those, those Turkish movies from the seventies and eighties that ripped off everybody. Like at least there's a story to be told. They're bonkers and they're, they're wild, but like there's some level of competence being done in these films where this was butchering two movies and then trying to film stuff around them. And it is insanely violent. I mean, a kid, a child gets shot in the head and then Hanuman comes down and stabs a guy in the throat. And that's just the beginning of it all. So it's, um, yeah, ch- check out that episode. It's, it'll be airing this weekend along with along with this show. So if you really want to hear us delve into like, we could not even have, we couldn't even format the show to really discuss it because it's like this, this movie makes no sense whatsoever. Oh my I don't goodness. expect that for Shin Kamen Rider yes. though. I expect.
1: No, 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 no. It's gonna, yeah.
0: Yeah. I expect good things. So uh moving on, the last show we talked about that weird wasn't even a trailer. It was like a weird like kind of uh motion comic announcement for the new Godzilla Kong movie. And so things are things are afoot um with the next Monsterverse entry. And it feels like with that announcement Legendary is like all right. Everything's coming out. We got 8 months. So here's all the stuff we got coming out. We know that there's a uh an Apple TV show. They um actually they they announced the the title which is Legacy of Monsters, which I, doesn't explain anything, but kind of just tells you what it's, you know, it's like there's going to be monsters in the show. Um, and a legacy. Yeah, and there's a legacy of them. Like, yeah, there's going to be some monsters and we're going to talk about and, you know the impact they have left on the world. God only knows what. I, all I know is Kurt Russell's in it, so I'm, I'm, I'm all. Again, Kurt Russell and Godzilla in the same thing. Jessica, my childhood is colliding in ways that you could, it, people could not truly understand. So, um, but there is still one other MonsterVerse project out there that has kind of quietly been simmering that we saw nothing of until Netflix yesterday said, "Oh hey, next month, here you go." Which is seems to be Netflix's MO for the most part. We got the trailer for the Kong animated series. Right. Which is tentatively just titled Skull Island. And uh it's only about I think the trailer is only about what fifty-four seconds, it's not even that long. But it's enough to tell you, hey, here's Kong, here's Monsters, it takes place in the Monsterverse, here's a poster. Tune in July 22nd. So you and I will not be home when this is going down because we will be at Comic Con, but it'll be sitting there waiting for us when we come back, and we'll we'll deep dive into it there. But that said, there was um there was a lot of like ire I saw from from the internet about this trailer. Look, more monster. Look uh, more 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 any. I'm always down. Like more more is better because we went years without any of it. And we're getting a Kong animated series. It's not the first one, but this one takes It's in continuity with all of the stuff we've enjoyed. The thing I heard, people were like, why does this look cheap, and why does it look like it's made for kids? Well, you just answered your question, because it's made for freaking kids. Like, it is a kid show. People, Us grown adults who have held on to our childhoods longer than we should have are complaining about the things that are made for the kids that are 30 years younger than us. I'm like, this is for them. You can come in and enjoy it, but this is aimed at them. That said, 2D animation. I'm always down for, I, I, I miss the heydays of 2D animation. This is by powerhouse, uh, uh, studios, which did the magnificent Castlevania. My God, do Mm -hmm. I love that show? And they also did the, uh, masters of the universe. Um, uh, not reboot. It's kind of the continuation. I guess that's the best way to talk about it. The more adult He-Man. Um, this is definitely not in that. There's, there's clearly none of those, the, those themes in this. This is kids stuck on an island, or castaway stuck on an island. Kong's there, and there's monsters, including. what I saw, when I saw this, I'm like, okay, Jessica's definitely gonna watch this. A big bulldog looking, looking, kaiju looking thing, which I felt spoke to your sensibilities.
1: Yes, it did. I think it comes out June 22nd, right? Not it July. June? It's yes. June 22nd. We should be here. It okay. won't, okay. we won't be at Comic-Con, I think, because Comic-Con's a month after, I believe. I think it's June
0: 22nd. Let me double, yeah, because you might be But right. yeah, oh, you're a right. Lot of the, it is. A lot How of the kaijus
1: doing? do speak to me.
0: It is June. I'm an idiot. I should have had my notes in front of me. It is June. So it is less than it's less than a month away. Like it is literally like 26 days away from from this recording. So but it is in canon and uh, that believe me, we will be reviewing it in ad nauseum. I I have to wait, though. That's pretty close to our travel season, though. We are going to G Fest. We just kind of will be there in person. So uh, come say hi. Um, but you know, what? I'm 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 glad, I'm happy. This is the one thing I've been at, I've been saying for a while. I'm like, I know Legendary's got Kong like ad nauseum, like they don't have to worry about renewing any rights or anything like that. So I'm like, lean in on the Kong of it all. Like he's only got he's only gotten so many movies, and the problem with all the Kong stuff for years has been like we are trying to recapture the magic and wonder of that original movie, and I'm like that is a Fool's Aaron every single time. Look, I like the the seventy-six movie. I I even like Peter Jackson's movie. But I'm like, there is a wealth of stuff here you can do, but you keep going back to the blonde, Kong, New York. I'm like, let's move past that. That's why I love Skull Island so much, because they're like, we're not Leaving the island, it's all on the island. Kong is just fighting like monsters, and it is a savage land. I'm like, yes, that is why I love. That's one of the many, many reasons I love Skull Island to death. Not only that, but like the monster fights are just mm, top notch. Um, so going into the and not only that, but I've always wanted Kong to have his own rogues gallery. That's something more than just like an Allosaur. Or some other stegosaur that he's fighting. Like, more than just dinosaurs. I'm like, he needs to have, like, a villain. He needs to have, like, a rival. Maybe some uh, some buddies. Like, expand the lore. There's there's much to be played with there. And it looks like Legendary's doing that. And I am, like a pig in mud, I am happy about it. There's, uh, look. So as Kevin Smith said, there's no such thing as, bad, as a bad Batman. Any Batman's a good Batman. And I'm that way with, with my monsters. There's never a bad time with any of this stuff. Like, So just cut it a little slack. We get this in June. Sometime during the summer, we're getting an, a, a Gamma animated movie. There's a new Godzilla. There's so much. Just be thankful and be happy. I hammer that every episode. I will continue to hammer it because I cannot stand people complaining when they are being given more than they deserve. So...
1: Yes, the Gamera anime is going to be, I think it's like several episodes. Six Six episodes. Six episodes. Six
0: episodes, but only five monsters. We know three yes, right five now.
1: five Kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we got
0: Gauss. We got Jiger. They just revealed Zegra, which looks like a giant manta ray. I, I looked at that. And I'm like, that is okay. That is a choice. That is a choice. <laughs> That was made i'm like i'm I see how this thing looks when it's moving but my god like okay that that's that's a that's a stylistic choice you made there so um but yeah like it's a it's a good it's a good time to be a fan of this stuff it's a very good time to be a fan you know what wasn't a great time jessica oh boy. The summer the summer of 1998
1: Oh, that's a smooth transition. This is
0: the this is our main topic today because it is Memorial Day weekend. It is the 20th anniversary, 25th anniversary of this film, and I figured we we should spend we just spend a few minutes reminiscing about the great misfire that was the Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie. I say misfire in the fact of like it just. It wasn't what it was supposed to be, because this is what Hollywood was like back in the day. Because again, we're at a point where there are, pe- there are people, there are fans of this stuff that weren't even born when this movie came out, which terrifies me to no end. Because I feel older every single day. Oh. 14 when this thing came out, my god. So let's 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 go back. Let's go back. All the way back to the the summer of 97, when Men in Black was the hottest movie of that year. And Will Smith was uh, all over the radio with his Men in Black song. The big thing about that movie was we got that first teaser trailer for Hollywood's take on Godzilla. And it was just that museum, people coming in. There's that big T-Rex skeleton. it's It's in Manhattan. And all of a sudden there's all these thumpings and everything. And all of a sudden, this giant foot comes down and squashes the T-Rex skeleton because the movie's telling you, hey, Jurassic Park ain't nothing because Lost World came out that year. Uh, this is bigger. This is bigger than dinosaurs. This is the biggest dinosaur of them all. And I remember seeing that trailer. I'm like, ah, oh, that's a, that doesn't look like his foot. That's, that's something different. Well, okay. We, And then the next year was spent teasing, 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 teasing. Every trailer that came out, they gave you a little bit more, but not much. I remember sitting watching what would ultimately become one of my all-time favorite movies, Starship Troopers. I sat there with my dad. My dad took me to go watch it. And the trailer that came on right before it was was the scene that was in the movie of the fisherman sitting on the dock. Catches Mm -hmm. something and then you see the spikes coming out of the water and you're like, Oh, oh, okay. Wow. And then it just said, that's when the, the catch. That's when the slogan of the movie size does matter hit. And I'm like, Oh man, it's November. Like we got like seven more months. And that's when the hype train started rolling. There was even a There was even a little teaser during the rose parade today. No one would bother to. Put anything on the Rose Parade the rose parade's now it's it's a local tradition out here, but for a window of like ten years it was like the New Year's Day thing to do like it was broadcast yes. nationwide. I think it's just broadcast like locally now I'm not sure even people back east even get it, but you know you're you're in Pasadena, you know how big it is for yes, us out here it is. It, it is a grand tradition um but they had. A trailer on there that that had you know Godzilla's tail whipping the ball from um, the the New Year's ball in Times Square, and I just remember like man like okay we're finally getting it this is holiday. like we're getting the big special effects Godzilla we're getting we're finally getting the thing that for years they have attempted and failed miserably and then we're finally and it's from the guys that made Independence Day. That's a fun movie. That Those guys know how to put on spectacle. And then it came out. And then we all sat there and watched it. And we all realized well, if this thing was called anything but Godzilla it would have been a very fun monster movie. This would have been a great throwback to the movies of the 50s, the heydays. But there's one problem with it. You called it Godzilla. And it doesn't resemble Godzilla in any way, shape, or form. And it became a disappointment, even though I made a ton of money. And this is why it was a disappointment. Jessica, do you, do you remember the months leading up to it? The marketing.
1: The marketing from like point. Taco Bell or something like that and everything?
0: Everything.
1: I was not I, allowed to get these things as a child, so. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so, yeah. So, you had the opposite problem. My mom was forced to find all of this garbage for me. So, her, whenever she was out, like, when the stuff started kind of, like, eight, like it, beginning of April, the stuff started trickling out. She would come home with, like, Hershey bars that had the Godzilla marketing on it. Just because mm. they had Godzilla on it. I'm like, I want everything. Because the cool thing was... You would, we would get some of the Toho stuff like thrown in there, like some books and stuff like that. But I'm like, all of it. I want all of it. I, I, you know, I'm 14 years old. I'm collecting everything because I don't know what's coming yet. So I don't even know what he looks like quite yet. Billboards start coming up. Just and this again, I don't think people remember how ballsy this marketing was because they were holding off the full reveal for the movie. They did not show, they would give you little glimpses like that last trailer gave you just snippets of it, but still nothing more than a foot, a claw and an eye. That's everything that we got in a roar. And the whole thing was, uh, it started with the billboards. It started with, especially New York. New York was, had an insane marketing campaign on because they would take, I think they put, um, a gigantic banner like across, like, uh, what's the museum out there? The big one? Um, blanking on it. But there was like a big banner that said, his foot is, a, you know, his tail is as long as this building. They had a skyscraper that had just one of those, it just, it was the first time I ever saw anything. Now they're commonplace, the giant skyscraper, like, um, advertisements. Like out here in LA, we get them all the time. Like they're, they're a diamond. This is like the first time this was ever like done. And they wallpapered the side of this, of of the skyscraper that said, he's as tall as this building. And you're like, damn, like they're going all in. Then the all like, it felt like Sony was like, whatever you're willing to like any company that wants to work with us, we will slap Godzilla on this. There was Godzilla Dryer's ice cream, which I have. I still have a container. Not it's cl- the ice cream is clearly gone. But oh,
2: okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah.
0: No, no. I don't have. It's not, I'm not like one. one of those weird people to keep their cakes in their freezer for like 20 years. I'm like, no, no. It was actually pretty tasty. It was like a chocolate chip looking kind of thing. There, Hershey's had so much stuff. There was an M M&M and M that you could buy a container that had the big eyeball as the cap. Oh. They would <laughs> open and close. Then there was the Taco Bell tie-in. You remember yeah. the Taco Bell tie-in, yes. right? Yes,
1: yes, yes. <laughs>
0: the Chihuahua, which seems quaint in this day and age, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, he was cute. Oh. <laughs> you know Taco Bell, right?
0: <laughs> I love how you just under that breath you were just admitting to yourself he was cute. <laughs> he was cute. Like,
2: you, know, and you
0: don't want to nice. admit it, but you have, but you have to admit it.
2: <sighs> yeah. Books.
0: Um, I, I swear to God, I even thought I saw a home pregnancy test with like Godzilla slapped on it at one point. <laughs> there was a bump. That,
1: that would have been foreboding.
0: Yes. LA. <laughs> yeah. But there was so much. It was everywhere. Like, beginning in like the, the first week of April, they ramped this thing up hard. The cat, like, um, they had, um, uh, uh, Matthew Broderick out, just shilling left and right. And by the way, this is the summer, like, we're coming off Titanic. Like, Titanic is just just sailing off from the box office. Like, it's finally gone. And we're looking towards the next thing. Like, this was the summer, this was the, you know, that fall, that winter. We had some great movies come out. Yeah. We had Dark City. We had, uh well, in hindsight, wasn't, you know, in hindsight, it's not that great, but we had the Lost in Space movie. There was, you know, we were it was the summer of the, the Asteroid movies. We had Deep Impact and Armageddon. <laughs> but Godzilla was like front and center. And then the album got released. And we got that Puff Daddy, Jimmy Page song that you could not escape. It was on the radio. Jessica, there's a part of me that misses when movies would have the song that was attached to them. Like, they would make the music video, and that was attached to that. Like, I think the last thing we got out of that was uh, when um, A Star is Born came out, and we got that Lady Gaga song. Yes. But there was a time and place, like, from the mid-'90s all the way to the early 2000s where whatever rapper or rock band was out there, they would record a song for this movie that had absolutely zero to do with the movie. It might – probably wasn't even in the movie. It was probably thrown onto the credits somewhere, but you would have a music video and we get insane radio play. And that Puff Daddy song was in rotation consistently. Um, Not the best song out there. I actually do love the, uh, the wallflowers uh, cover of heroes, the David Bowie song. Mm -hmm. That one, I, that one I do love a lot. That like legitimately love that song. Like I, it's going to be blasphemous, but I actually think it's a better version than Bowie's version too. So um there was that. There was, I mean, I have a tape. I was recording every, I I got a six hour tape of every newsreel um, video, anything like entertainment tonight, access Hollywood, anything that's like coming up, like clips from Godzilla. And I would record it. I, I it's downstairs. So I, one day I'm going to, um, Digitize it and throw it up because I got stuff I'm pretty sure no one else has. It's like some lost media stuff. I recorded the entire two hours of the Home Shopping Network.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: The week the movie came out, when finally the embargoes were lifted, they did two hours dedicated to just selling Godzilla crap. (laughs) Everything from this movie. And I recorded the entire thing. I sat there and watched it. It was on at 1130 on a Sunday night. I'm like, hit record and I watched the whole thing. And you're watching people show this stuff. And, be, and I'm like, even then I'm like, what, who is this to? Because people, the only people buying off home shop shopping network were, were like, people like my great aunt who were in their sixties at the time. And they're like, I'll buy this uh crappy looking gold necklace and I'll give it to somebody as a gift. Like those are the only people I'm like who's buying this, who who's spending money ordering over the phone. But it happened. This is the hype train that was the 98 movie. Completely, absolutely insane bonkers. And then when... By the way, the internet was not what it was today. The internet was literally in its infancy. I want to say that Godzilla was like the first movie to... I might be wrong, but I'm pretty confident that they were the first ones to really embrace... like essentially what would be the forefather to viral marketing because there was the Godzilla website you can go to. And after that first trailer, they launched and they would give you like little snippets of like, here's stuff from the set. Here's this thing. I think that was the first place they published like the giant Godzilla foot that they dug in Hawaii, which is Mm -hmm. still there by the way. You can still go visit that thing. I'm shocked. It hasn't, the, the, the nature has not taken it back. Oh gosh. Um, Taco Bell was the big one though. I ate so many. It was the summer that the, that the chalupa was introduced. I ate so many of those things trying to get all the cups and all of the, all of the toys because I, I made my mom drive me to every Taco Bell because I'm she's like, do you have this one? I'm like, yeah. I was like, damn it. All right. I ended up getting the entire thing. So, and, this is the big thing I remember because G-Fan got a leak. Like um, they, it, it, they published the issue like a month before the movie came out, and they had gotten a hold of one of the um, publicity images that were that were plastered on every piece of school um, supply you can buy at the time: folders, mm-hmm. binders, trapper keepers, pens. It was just, it was that, it was that Patrick Tatopoulos uh, design where. It, I didn't even know like what was going through his head when he like, because it looks like Godzilla's kind of like tap dancing, in this <laughs> in this look. Yeah. But I remember seeing that's... it for the first. I'm like, what the hell is that? And you know, of course, you know, Sony's like, that's not real. That that's that's a fake thing. And then one day, my mom came home, like two weeks before the movie came out or was, was set to come out. I already bought my. 7 p.m. tickets because they were like the hype, so hype is so real. We're gonna release it a day early, so it came out on a Tuesday at 7 p.m. I went and I went and took my birthday money that I had saved, bought tickets for my mom, my brother, and a couple of my friends, and we were like for the Cerritos uh, uh, Town Center Theater because it was the new theater, and they had the first ones that had the stadium seating, by the way, too. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, fancy. Oh, yeah. We were seeing this. We were seeing this in, in style. So, um, and she came home, and she handed me a toy. And she's like, they had this at Target. I bought it. Here you go. And it was the Trendmasters toy. This was when people were not following and breaking the embargo, and the toy started leaking out. And I had it in my hand. The first, like, Tremaster's, it was actually Godzilla. It was, like, the little six, it was the six-inch one. And we're looking, and I'm like, oh, so it was real. Huh. Well, you know, I mean, you know, it's, you know, sometimes you got to embrace new. Like, you know, who knows? Like, I don't know what the movie's going to be yet. Like, you know, all, you know, it's probably going to be cut. And he had, like, a missile to shot out of his mouth, so I'm like, oh, that's probably his fire breath. Got to this theater. Oh, we waited in line for three hours. Three cell phones, so there's nothing else to do but stand and talk with each other. Oh. Got in, sat down. Two things I remember vividly from that showing. One was the preview for Armageddon.
2: <laughs> okay. Out, like,
0: two months later, and then after that, it was the first the first trailer for a little movie called Blade was attached mm. to this. And I I remember like, oh, they're making a Blade movie? Wait, they're making a comic book movie that's not Batman or Superman. And not only that, but this this doesn't look like a comic book movie. I'm like, it's Blade and it looks like it's it's like R-rated. I'm like, what 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 world are we living in? And that was my big takeaway. The movie started Sat there, watched the whole thing. Realizing about halfway through, I'm like, oh, that's the guy that does the voice of Police Chief Wiggum. Huh. Movie ended. I got up. (laughs) My mom's like, so what'd you think? I'm like, um, I think I need a minute. She's like, oh, I thought it was fun. I'm like, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. My brother gave me a look, though. He's like, yeah, I can tell you're not happy. He's like, to be fair, he even told me years later, he's like, I remember the look of disappointment on your face. He's like, but to be fair, man, he's like, I think everybody in that theater was in agreement with you. They're like, what is, this is not what we were expecting. <laughs> the thing that I recall being mad more than anything else, the fact that he didn't have his fire breath. I'm like, you could change the look. I just wanted him to spit fire at something, at one of these helicopters, one anything, and I didn't get it. I did not get it. Instead, what we got was Jurassic Park Upscaled. Mm. I went to G-Fest for the first time. They held it in, in L.A. the next year, and I remember talking to some people there, and I guess Trendmasters had off, had had donated a bunch of stuff to give away his prizes. So my brother and I had entered the um, the amateur video competition. We made a little claymation movie, and we won third place. Mm. And and I remember walking up, and JV gave uh, gave me like a box, and in it was like a free year subscription to Gfan. I'm like, oh cool, I don't have to pay for that. And then. There was like three Trendmaster figures in there, and I remember the first place winner. They gave him like the big Trendmasters like ultimate figure
2: mm-hmm.
0: that was like two foot tall. I forgot who it was that won it, and I remember JD handed 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 it to this dude, and he literally took it and he threw it on the ground to an uproar from the entire audience oh. that was in this. It was in the ballroom of uh, the um, of the Marriott Burbank. So, to be fair, that weekend was made better because the next day we all went and watched Camera Three at the Hollywood uh, at the Egyptian Theater.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like, oh, well, cool. Like we've we were getting the taste out of our mouth, and then like I think that weekend is when Toho announced like we're gonna come back and we're gonna start making movies again. So it's like. All right, if anything, this movie got, got us more movies. Now, in hindsight, were we harsh on the movie? Yes. But now having what we have, I don't know where you stand, but I oh, – hold
1: on. <coughs> God bless you.
0: Pardon me. I have softened on the movie. I look at it now it's like look this is where Hollywood was at the time we would get gold like twister but then we would get things like this where <coughs> Oh, excuse me.
1: God bless you.
0: Ah. It was it was uh what I called the matrix effect. You remember when X-Men came out? The original one? Yes. All black, black leather. Yes. And you know why? Because the year before, the Matrix made black leather super cool. And at that time, the mentality was the, the, the uniforms won't look good on screen. So we gotta, we gotta make it practical. And I just remember being, I'm like, that's cool. There's Wolverine, there's Cyclops, there's the, and they, to be fair, they look like them. But when they got into their uniforms, I'm like, couldn't we just gotten the blue and yellow? If you're going to go this way. Like, no, it had to be awesome because this is what the matrix did. And then the legacy, of the matrix was for years. We get the like, underworld, uh, like equal, all these movies that came out, all copied the matrix matrix aesthetic. Right. This is what Hollywood did back then, because they're like modern audiences are in like this. You got to it's, it's the Simpsons joke. Cows don't look like cows on camera. You got to paint horses. And that's exactly what this movie was. It was painting a horse to look like a cow because Jurassic, Jurassic Park and Lost World were like the biggest money makers. So it's like, let's just take Godzilla and turn it into Jurassic World or Lost World. And that is what they, that is the exact route they went. And it was a lesson that was learned by many. Hey, if you're going to adapt something, maybe adapt it. Closer to what, you know, everyone... Liked. Now, we live in an age where it's almost like, okay, I need something original now. Like, I've gotten... I've, I've eaten at this buffet for so long. Like, I'm kind of getting tired of the fried shrimp. Like, I need a little something like... Maybe some spaghetti. Maybe something else. But in hindsight, I went back and rewatched the movie about six months ago. Older, more wiser, mature to an extent. And I'm like, you know what, this really isn't a terrible movie. It's a fun, dumb blockbuster. I still love the movies that Emmerich and Devlin have made. I I love Universal Soldier. I love Stargate to death. Absolutely love Stargate. And I love Independence Day. Like I can nearly quote Bill Pullman's speech when he's rallying the troops, you know, when they're gonna go fight the uh the aliens outside of Area fifty one. Like, I love Independence Day. And I even love the stuff they did afterwards. I I really like Patriot. I liked um uh when Devlin did Eight Legged Freaks. I'm like, this is the this is the if you're gonna do Godzilla, this is probably the tone you should have gone with. But Godzilla is you know, that version kind of made the point of like adapt but hue close. That's why it was over the moon when Legendary was like, we're doing Godzilla and we're not doing our own take on it. We're doing Godzilla. Why would we bother to get the rights if we weren't going to do a proper Godzilla movie? And now we've got the Monsterverse. And honestly, I don't think we got, we get the Monsterverse without this very expensive experiment that, um, was for a whole summer captivated everybody until Armageddon came out and then Aerosmith took over the world.
1: Very true.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: and nobody wanted to miss a thing after that. Oh, I man. felt the need to throw that
0: in. Uh, you, oh, I lost the ball and you <laughs> swung and you knocked it out of the park. Again, you do, I, for those who weren't around, the 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 song to the movie was an unstoppable beat. You knew it was summer when that when the big movie with the big song and it was plastered all over the radio. The two songs that summer, I don't want to miss a thing. Was the biggest thing like Aerosmith, like it was the Aerosmith revival, and even I it, it was bigger than Armageddon itself. Like it outgrew the damn movie. Like and then that Puff oh, yeah. Daddy song, yes, everywhere. All over the place. Like you could not escape it. And the end of the summer, you got Blade. And then everyone's like, oh my God, you could do a comic book movie like this? Holy crap. So that that was, uh, I mean, I call it my lost summer. That was my first real, that was the first summer, like my, after my parents had divorced. I'm 14 years old. Like, you know, you're starting to kind of mature and become a young adult. And in many ways, this was like the last vestige of like my true childhood, and I, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if it, you know, it didn't quite it ended a little bit there with the thing that I loved most out of my childhood kind of being thrown as kind of a soulless blockbuster up on the screen and realizing there is disappointment in life, but in hindsight, I, I, I I'm, I'm much more. It's like it's like. Um, the Phantom Menace. I know for yeah. a lot of Star Wars fans, that is their bane upon uh, bane. Upon. I've gone back and I've watched. I'm like, you know what? This is not as this is nowhere near as bad as we all thought it was. Like you can't. You need. You have to get out of that mind. You have to. Hindsight is is 2020 20 on everything. And again, I think we were all very cruel to that movie. And you know. To be fair, a whole that's a whole generation of Star Wars, and that is the Star Wars they love. And I I I have a, actually a great love for the prequel trilogy, especially considering the last trilogy wasn't that great. But that's either here or there. Um, the lessons of Godzilla, I think, were more or less that summer is the movie season. That's the blockbusters, and um you can overhype something i think it was the first time that like a hype machine like that did not did not um deliver on what it was promising like it was a very i i i'm pretty sure there could be books written about this movie and the production on it and the like the hype train alone like the marketing it was a me- like i mean you've dealt with marketing before
1: yes yes
0: so you know what goes into it. I mean, the market. I don't think any other movie since then has been marketed as hard or as heavy as this Godzilla movie. I think there was like a we tried it. We got everyone knew this movie was coming out, and everyone went and watched it that first weekend. I know for a fact, everybody I know, I knew like even people I like I hadn't talked to in like a while called me. and They're like. Dude, I just watched Godzilla. What'd you think? And then I had to get the. Yeah, it was, you know, it was cool. Like, you know, in the end, denial. Like, I just didn't want to tell myself this wasn't a. It wasn't the Godzilla I wanted. And I got friends that absolutely loved that Godzilla movie. One of my best friends mocks me for my love of my cheesy giant monsters, but he's like, I don't know, I would like the real guy. And I'm like, because he's poking, but he's he's like, no, I legitimately love that 98 Godzilla movie. Also because he's like the biggest Matthew Broderick fan on the face of the planet. Which again, you look at the casting and all that, like, Matthew yes. Broderick in a Godzilla movie, those two, th- it's like putting peanut butter and steak together. I'm like, these are two flavors that don't exactly go with each other. So, and not like that, but like, quietly like half the cast of the Simpsons showed up in this thing too, which was very weird. It was like when Greg Weissman got like almost the entire cast of uh, Star Trek to be in gargoyles. It's like, what's the connection here? There really isn't any. We just, just cast these people. So, I mean, I've ranted on what are your memories of that summer, uh, Jessica?
1: You know, I want to also preference that I absolutely love um, librarians and mm-hmm. leverage. Mm -hmm. I will swear everything on librarians and leverage. I even have the physical copy DVD of the Korean version of leverage. So Mm -hmm. I don't mean it's leverage translated into Korean. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Korean actors and actresses, actors. They did
0: their own version.
1: They did their own version of leverage, Mm -hmm. even down to, you know, things. So I actually love Dean Devlin's work. Um, I'm very excited. I think he recently said that there's going to be a new librarians. I think it's uh, it's going to be something new. And mm. so, therefore, I love everything that he's done with librarians and Leverage. But he also wrote the screenplay for Godzilla 98. Yeah. And so I feel like everything – but I also, you know, you can't – not everyone's going to love everything that someone wrote. I, I even have friends, they love Stephen King's work, and there's just one work that they're not particularly <laughs> – fond of mm-hmm. and others might like it, is it dream it's it same yeah is oh i don't know i don't know if it's Dreamcatcher. i'm gonna have to ask and we were just talking about it the other day mm-hmm. um and then they were also talking about what their favorites were and even there mm-hmm. there are subtle differences so i don't want to like crap upon the movie too hard and i and i'm not one of those people who do i no. think it's because in my mind i thought it was one thing and they were trying something completely new so i was mm-hmm. caught completely off guard uh growing up i love godzilla however due to they're they're fine with it now i mean my dad has mm-hmm. passed on to the heavens my mom is still yeah. here they're okay with it you know they my mom <laughs> they're okay with it now but due to their history with the japanese yeah and and world war 2 they're not mm-hmm. very fond of certain memories and words of the country. They do Mm -hmm. know that the Japanese people are amazing and efficient and hard workers, all the positive things that come with the attributes with the country and their people. Mm -hmm. But the fact is I understand from their standpoint and from their parents standpoint, my grand, my grandparents who served in the war, uh, they're not fond with, they're not fond with things that come out of Japan. So while I absolutely loved Godzilla, Mm-hmm. My parents always kind of mm-hmm. they will support Batman to the heavens and Superman mm-hmm. and whatever dinosaurs, whatever else I liked. They never really fostered my love of Godzilla.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, they don't really care overall. But at that time, they're like, no, no, Japan is <laughs> great at some things, but not everything. You know, yeah. just like the, the, the you know, the thing that like, you know, just kind of happens, but dissipates as generations go on, yeah. you know, because right now. Our younger generation of Americans, and younger generation of Japanese, they feel nothing. They're just, they're, we're friends. Like, there's no problem. Because there's no,
0: yeah. there's no connection. There's no connection.
1: It's in things are different during war. And I mm-hmm. know that there's a lot of things. And some things are government-based. Like, you cannot fault the government for a certain country of people if you also like the people. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about Japan. I'm talking about other countries that people may frown upon. You cannot, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's so much nuance to it. So with that is the reason is because in sixth grade I used to when the internet was wonderfully dialed up, you heard Mm -hmm. that beautiful sound and AOL Mm -hmm. was slow, you had ask Jeeves. I would print (laughs) out so many, so many images and folders and everything and put it in little plastic protection sheet protectors of just kaijus, dinosaurs, whatever. And it was actually what? You did the same thing, right? Like In your Trapper Keeper, your binder, and then your binder would have the ability to put a, um, you know, a a legal paper in the front and the back. So I would write this as Jessica's folder of Godzilla, I mean, Jessica's binder of Godzilla pictures in the back. I would put Mm. in a printed out sheet of Godzilla. So I have everything Godzilla. I only had one friend that was into Godzilla, and even I drove him crazy (laughs) to the point that, like, he didn't even want to talk about it anymore. I was like, look (laughs) at my King Ghidorah. Like, I was just so excited, and I loved it, you know, everything. And then we fast-forward all of these years, and some movies come out, and I will tell you what those movies are, and then Godzilla comes out. And because I had the opposite, even though I did love Taco Bell, my mother used to go there a lot, I Mm -hmm. didn't get to really watch a lot of TV uh, because Mm -hmm. I was always practicing the violin. Oh, God, I sound so stereotypical. (laughs) I was, like, practicing the violin. I had, like, after-school tutoring. I had Chinese school. Okay, yeah, so Mm -hmm. I had all the academical things. I don't have time to look at the commercials. I saw a couple. I do remember the foot, right, over um, the T-Rex and everything. But I wasn't allowed to buy the toys. I wasn't allowed – to know more about it also they teased very little it wasn't really in my parents interest as well mm-hmm. you know in other things they'll look and be like oh jessica a new batman movie's coming out the newspaper says the showtimes but they obviously went out of their way not to tell me that there's like a godzilla film coming out because there's a historical impact to it now they would mm-hmm. right yeah. i remember when the, you know in 2014 everything my parents would be like oh godzilla is here like are you gonna go see it with your friends you know mm. But like, you know, people mature and they understand things over time. And so, I mean, not mature and understand things over time, but you know, they, they, they understand soften. the nuance, you know, they understand the nuances and, you know, mm-hmm. not, you know, great. And so they do a lot of things, but I was never really allowed near like the toys, the advertising, the commercial, the whatever. I just was very hyped that a new Godzilla film was coming out.
2: Mm-hmm. And the
1: thing is, this was coming out around my birthday. Oh yeah. And I was able to convince like fourteen to sixteen of my friends to come use their parents' our parents' money, I guess, or our mm-hmm. allowance, our savings or whatever, to buy Godzilla tickets because that was part of my birthday party. Like we would go see the film and then we would go eat something. Our parents would come, you know, we would meet somewhere. Mm-hmm. We'll walk down the street yeah. and then go eat somewhere. And I convinced my poor friends to spend money to watch this film. And then as soon as we sat down and you know, we took up two rows, we did the thing where you put our jackets on it so you can save seats because we didn't have seat assignments.
2: Oh, yeah. It oh, was just yeah.
1: a one first serve. So we yep. were able to get Asian kids, Asian American kids, away for a day to get permission from our parents
0: to come <laughs> hang
1: out and not be studying instead or have Mm -hmm. piano lessons or whatever, to hang Mm -hmm. out um, in a safe group, not like hoodlums, in a safe group, you know, and the parents would pick us up afterwards or, you know, go whatever. And I managed to convince my mom, and it's only reason because it was my birthday. And so Mm -hmm. my mom says, yes, I will let you see a Godzilla film. You know, all she knows is from the reruns of Toho on, you know, TV, on like Channel 13 or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I convinced a bunch of friends and we went to go. Uh, Matthew Broderick was fine, I knew him as Ferris Bueller. I kind of got like, oh, this is interesting with the giant earthworm situation. It Mm -hmm. freaked out other people in the audience. And mind you, most of my friends at the time were guy friends and I had a couple of like girlfriends come with me. So it was heavily, it was like a five to one situation. Mm -hmm. So very important for later. in which we go see it, you know, and I finally am like, I'm going to be vindicated from that those three <laughs> binders that I would bring to school years ago. <laughs> All my Godzilla stuff. They're going to see how awesome he is on theater because what we saw before was only on TV reruns. So this will be in mm-hmm. theater. It'll be in English. Everything is great. Then I was like, oh, I didn't know Hank Azario was in this film. Interesting. Right? Like, he's he's from... You know, I guess like Simpsons and then things were happening. I was a little bit like, oh, Godzilla doesn't really look like Godzilla. But that's okay. T-Rex is a much more familiar shape and being for my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you recommend a restaurant to someone, you may really like it. But my big anxiousness is what if my friends don't like it. So I was much more um, worried about what my friends thought, you know, because I took their time, you know, even though it's my birthday. I wanted them Mm -hmm. to enjoy it. We get to the end of the film, you know, we got the giant foot. They Godzilla steps down, doesn't crush the person. There's the camera, Mm -hmm. right for the the whole Michael Bay of it all, looking. And then there are eggs, and then you find out that he's a she. And then growing up, you know, this is not a whole. This is not going to be a gender discussion. You know, just kind of Mm -hmm. in my mind, I thought Godzilla was a guy. Like, as a little kid, I grew up, I thought he was... And, you know, he had a son. That was fine. You know, there's a mom Mm -hmm. Godzilla out somewhere. That's fine with me, right, as a child. Mm -hmm. And then I was confused. And then in shock. But, like, kind of, like... I think I was shocked and disappointed because that's not what I was expecting. I think if I was mm-hmm. expecting this, that's perfectly fine. It's basically just another dinosaur creature movie, like a mm-hmm. giant Iguanodon. So I was very confused. Now, my friends, through my countless blabbering, thought Godzilla was also a dude. May- mm-hmm. through maybe their just own assumption or maybe what I said. They thought he was bigger and fatter. You know, They were like, oh, mm-hmm. it's different, but maybe this is the American version. We came out and I now my friends like long forgotten. They're like, we should just come together and watch it again. I remember feeling very like embarrassed and being (laughs) very disappointed and just like not wanting to celebrate and eat afterwards for my birthday. Mm -hmm. But like that was me, you know, and then I don't hate it or anything. I don't hate the film. I think I was just Mm -hmm. taken by surprise. And then my, I had friends who were like, oh, those eggs look like aliens. Some people really liked the film. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, there was like 14 to 16 of us. Mm-hmm. And I did say there were other movies that came out beforehand and I had guy friends. And the reason this is before the world was much more open and accepting to these things. I distinctly remember some of my best friends, my guy friends looking at me and said, Jessica, we actually preferred the Spice Girls movie.
0: <laughs> the Spice Girls movie. I mean, come on. It just it spice and, up
1: and, your and, life. And, and spice up your life. And to be fair, they did like that movie a lot. Because mm-hmm. I believe, like, Titanic came out that year. And they mm-hmm. were trying, to, like, that, that, that winter. And Titanic was a whole other, that's a whole nother story. Oh, and yeah. then, but my, fr- my guy friends actually preferred and liked the Spice World movie. And it wasn't even a preference. They wanted to see it. And they wanted to like it. And it has a lot of things. Also, it had five pretty girls, right? You're in mm-hmm. your Blossom age you'll like it and as we you know we as girls we like their music but um and you know they were too embarrassed at the time to say they went and then we you know they ended up seeing it together now it should be proudly owned that you like the movie but when they told me that at that time it felt like a little bit like oof do you know what i mean
2: yeah yeah
1: it was one of the few films that i was very like not sure how i felt towards and i know exactly what some of the other movies were but that Mm -hmm. one was definitely one where i was like i don't i i don't know what to make of this it was so different Mm -hmm. so i know some people call it zilla that makes sense Mm -hmm. to me i feel like there's nothing wrong if you love the Mm -hmm. 98 film you want to collect the toys and for some people their first memories going into godzilla will be this and i feel like those who liked 98 first will transition easier to toho in the classics Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: maybe not the other way around because of so much of the source material Mm -hmm. but this was definitely one of those examples that people use that is like you know hollywood should never do remakes of other country stuff but i think that depends on what the property is and honestly with the screenplay or whatever, and the reason why I don't crap on Dean, I don't, there's so many people in charge of this film, higher mm-hmm. than you, at your oh, level, yeah. lower than you. You don't know what's going on. You, there's so many cooks in the kitchen, there's people that control. I don't know what they were told. I don't oh. know what they were pressured to do. I never looked into it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't really feel the need to watch the film again, not because, because I have so many other films yeah. I need to watch. Um, yeah. Well, I actually don't know what's going on because I have friends who are in the WGA. Some Mm -hmm. of them said, I loved seeing my work come to life. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: others will be like, my ideas came to life. Yeah. But they were careful with how they said, because you don't know what we, and then they would tell stories about what's actually going on behind the scene. You know, And and for this film, I've never looked into it.
0: Well, like that's the don't. thing, like, a, a little... I mean, I I actually got to meet Dean Devlin. Dean's
1: wonderful.
0: I love Dean. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Yes, I'm not... I do... I love Emmerich and Dean. Uh, Dean, I've actually met, like, on one or two occasions. He's Every time, he was an absolute sweetheart. And he actually... He's still nice. owned,
2: yeah.
0: He's the yeah. nicest guy in the world. And he kind of owned up to it a little bit, like, I... Because I rolled in, because this was... The first time I met him was at the LA Comic-Con. And this day, in this order, I met... David Arquette. Aw. Dean Devlin. Yay! Guillermo del Toro. It was the first yeah. time I'd ever mm. seen Guillermo del Toro. And he won me over with his panel.
1: Yeah. Like, he was
0: just on stage talking. And then Sam Raimi. Yeah, that's
1: so an it, excellent it, lineup. The,
0: it, like, go looking back, and I'm like, my God, that morning. Like, this was at our local comic show, too. But this was when the L.A. Comic Con used to be, a, like, a bigger thing. But... I actually had him because I was like last in line because I bought like the this. They only sold like twenty of these like higher end tickets that were like mm-hmm. you can go get like you can go do like a meet and greet after the pan each panel is done. Mm-hmm. So David Arquette, I got to meet, and I was into wrestling at the time, and I told him it's like you know great to meet like a former WCW champion. And he's like, oh, do you know to do? That. I'm like, no, you know what, man. Again, it it falls in this because I'm like you were put in a position, you know. And you did what was asked of you. It's not your fault. And not only that, but like you, you've you shown like you do have a legitimate love for wrestling. So it's like you're not the reason why WCW went under. It's, it's not, not because of you. It's because of horrific business decisions and bad creative. But Devlin, because this was for Eight-Legged Freaks. Right. And Devlin's right. the producer of that movie. And I, and I got to talk to him for a minute or two. And uh, you know, I brought up Godzilla I told him like because i love I told him how much I love Stargate and Penn's day, yes. and I was wearing a Godzilla shirt, and he looked, and so i'm like i'm like i'm not gonna you know, I even told him i, I he looked I noticed him, like, look man, i'm not and like you did what you did, and he's like, yeah, we did what we did, but he's like, honestly, we could have done better." And he's talked about. I've read interviews with him in the, in the you know last like ten years. So he's been much more open about it. He even said he's like, look, we were coming off Independence Day, biggest mm. movie of like 2006 or 1996, and we had under a year and some change to crank yeah. this thing out. They wanted this thing done. Woo. He's like, he's like, and I went to Mexico. We brought this. We cranked it out in three weeks. We turned it in. The studio said yes. We fat. They gave us, and he's like, to be fair, they gave us everything we wanted. But he's like, here's here's where we we messed up. We didn't have time to refine the script, and no. we did not do we did not do test screenings. He's like, there was no test screenings. Like when we were no. done, we were we literally finished. Like I think he said it was like eight weeks before the movie was released when that movie was locked. He's like. We didn't test it. We didn't do anything because part of it was the studio. Like we don't want anything to get out. So he's like, if going back, we would have done things much differently. It's like, we there, he's like, I he's even, he's even said, he's like, in, I forgot the interview where I was reading. It was on my collider or something. But he said, definitely we would have gone through. If we had more time, we would have edited and changed some things down. But he's like, there was also like a dictation from the studio. Like they wanted a big Jurassic park. So he's, like, even, they've even mentioned, like, they, they offered it to them, bef- like, right around when Independence Day went in. And they're, like, do you want to do Godzilla? own? he's, like, we turned it down twice. He's, mm-hmm. like, they, you know. And that's the thing. When you watch the opening of that movie, because at the time, because this was when I discovered the Internet. I would go to my, like, I, I, I parked myself at my library every day after school because they had the internet and they did not charge you to print anything. Oh! I destroyed oh. the printer because these are the things I discovered. I discovered, I discovered sites that had scripts you can download. And my obsession with movie making was at its peak. So I was downloading all these scripts and printing them out and reading them. Like I had like, that's where I found like the copy of like, I'm like the, the George Romero resident. Evil. Oh my God, I got to read this. And. At the time, there, the sites were few and far between. You were using Ask Jeeves, or you were using, or you had to know the domain URL. And I remember going on Ask Jeeves, and you had two choices: Internet Explorer or Netscape. This is where I'm. This is exactly how I. Yeah. And the first site I remember finding was um, MonsterZero.com. Or .org, I believe it was, which was the one Godzilla site, like news site, like that. That dude was keeping up on everything. I believe he's yeah. passed away since. Um, and I remember him linking to uh, the website of the screenwriters Ted Elliott and Terry Ruscio, uh,
2: mm-hmm. who
0: were on board. They wrote the original version that Yann DeBont was going to do and so this is like 99 or so and they were like our script you know i they had a treatment for their script up, and i remember going through and this is the time when you post on their message board they would write back to you
2: yeah because i was yeah. asking
0: i'm like i'm 13 14 i'm asking questions about screenwriting and they're like i'm like how do you do it and they're like here we we made a thing here's how they i learned to write a script from those guys because they're like This is how you format. This is what all these, you know, all the abbreviations mean. And, you know, I would ask them stuff about the Godzilla stuff all the time. And they're like, well, here, here's, we'll put up the, who cares at this point? The movie's coming out. We don't care. Here's our script. And that's why I remember reading that version. And I remember when I sat there and I'm like, their names are still attached to this movie. And years later, they would do it. They're like, you guys still got credit for Godzilla? They're like, yeah, that's because of the weird WGA arbitrations. Because we were first on the project, and because that project got canceled, but it, it right. leaked into this one, it was still considered the same movie. So they're like, we got credit for something we didn't had nothing to do with. We had absolutely no like that is not our script. There's not even an idea of our script. And, and believe me, they're the they wrote the the Griffin script like for Godzilla. Essentially, they rewrote Gamma Guardian of the Universe. In that script, oh. and it's it's almost like all those elements that were in Gamma were in their script, But it predates it by like a year. So uh, I remember seeing I'm like, "Huh," and I remember going on and asking them on their message board, and they're like, "Yeah, we have none. That's just the way the guild works." And they, they even, I think he even said uh, in the reply, he's like, "We didn't even want our name on it, but it's on there." So. There you go, and this at the time, like their biggest thing they had to right. their name was aladdin right. they they wrote Aladdin, then three or then like eight six years later, they would go on and write a little movie called Pirates of the Caribbean. It become right. like the next big screenwriting duo for like the next ten years, and then it would come full circle uh Terry Rossito is now writing. He wrote the Godzilla vs. Kong script, so he got to go back and take a bite of the apple. And I believe he's got, like, sole screenwriting credit on the new Godzilla Kong movie, too. So, right. um, I mean, it's weird how those things, it, it's just the weird, you know, uh, bureaucracy that is Hollywood in, in the different guilds. So, but Devlin, again, I'm, I'm not... Talking about, I love Dean Devlin. I love. I, he's been a guy. Also, i like, if I ever get a chance to interview, I'm like, there's a lot yes. of stuff I would love to talk to him about. But, you know, to be fair, a lot of, you know, there were still good things that came out of this movie. We got the animated series that came out, which I adore. I love that animated series. And they were, you know, they had their names on it. I don't know how much they were involved in that one, but their production company helped produce it. Um, and not only that, but. Since uh, the years have gone on, I mean, Final Wars essentially their big thing was like we're gonna do the Japanese Godzilla fighting the American Godzilla. And, Of course, everyone's seen this, the clip. It's set to Sum 41, and it's real quick. And you know, it you know they made they specifically made that Godzilla CG. And then that's when Toho's like he's part of the canon now, and here's his name. His name is Zilla, and in a weird way, that right. actually made this movie kind of better because now it's like retroactively, it's technically not Godzilla. You can look at it as one yeah. of the spin off or the various other Toho movies that Godzilla wasn't in. Like this is just his establishing movie. And now he's part of the canon. And like, you know, years, you know, when IDW did the run, Chris Mowry famously brought him in into his, into the, um, the uh, uh, rulers of Earth storyline. They did a whole thing with it. And like and and people. There are I've met fans. There are people that legitimately love. And again, going back like the design. If it was anything but Godzilla, it's a very cool design. Like I I couldn't right. even then I couldn't fault. I'm like this. It's still a cool looking monster in its own yeah. right. I mean Patrick Tatopoulos makes cool looking monsters. Like he, Independence right. Day, the aliens are like those are wild. Like one of my favorite things he ever did was for this really kind of dumb B movie called The Cave, which is about a bunch I of spelunkers that. fighting yeah. a bunch of mutated monsters and like those are cool looking at yeah. He also designed the uh the clicker things from um uh pitch black, which I always thought were like the coolest looking like alien like predator things out there. So there's there is there's is good to be had. From this I know for a lot of older fans, it, it's still poo-pooed. But, you know, what? even this year, uh, G-Fest, they announced, you know, their their Thursday showings at the Pickwick. Godzilla right. 98 is part of the evening program. And, you know, what? there's a part of me that's like, you know what, I might actually go watch it. Because I saw it three times in the theaters, but that was, was 14 years old. It was 25 years ago. Again, feeling my pulse as my mortality slips through my fingers. Um, but you know, lighting up, you know, and not and knowing full well that, as I said, this movie showed you here's not how you do this. This is how you do it. And Legendary came in some 15 years later and like we're going to do it and we're going to do it right. And to be fair, I think they've done a bang up job with it. I I do love right. those MonsterVerse movies. So and if anything, they've They've helped grown the fandom, you know, triple yes. fold. So look at the bright side of most of this stuff. That's what I say.
1: Yes. Yes. And if you get a whole new group of fans, whether kids or adults or whatever, that's mm-hmm. already a win into yeah. the
0: franchise. Again, look, the, the prequels, uh, the prequel Star Wars movies brought in a whole new generation of Star Wars fans. There are people that that is their Star Wars role that, you know, to them, Obi-Wan Kenobi is not Alex Guinness. It is uh, Ewan McGregor, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they absolutely adore that stuff. So, and, you know, when, you know, the people in charge come back and they're like, okay, we'll embrace this. I do love that Toho has somewhat embraced this thing, you know, to an extent. I mean, like he, you know, we are now getting merchandise like for the first time in like, yeah. Years. I mean, Spiral Studios is right. doing this gigantic piece that I'm like, that's actually pretty awesome looking. So, that being said, um, yeah, 25 years, 25 years and a lot. A my long God, time. a lot. Yeah. It's a long time and so much has changed. My God. I'm feeling old, Jessica. I'm looking at the gray in my beard in my webcam and I'm just like, <laughs> oh. I feel like that like, like that, that old ad of like, you know, the guy looking in the mirror and he's you know, more like a business guy and he sees like his hippie version. It's like, what happened to you, man? You used to be cool. He's like, but no, I had to grow up a little bit. But I I still remember walking through Toys R Us and just one whole aisle dedicated to mm-hmm. one figure, one design. They only had two designs they can use. And Trendmasters squeezed everything they could out of that thing. There was like nine to 10 different versions of that Godzilla made. And to be fair, some were actually cool figures because the stance made a big difference in my mind. All I right. still have uh, my Trendmasters. He's buried in here somewhere, but it's the one he's standing up. I'm like, honestly, if they did him that way instead of like the T Rex where he's kind of like hunched over. I'm like, it probably would have worked a bit better. But. Again, hindsight is twenty twenty. So, all right, we have rambled on, or at least I have rambled on, nearly two hours. Sorry for all the hot earthquake talk in the <laughs> beginning, but but anyway, hopefully you all have a wonderful Memorial Day. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks with some new stuff, and uh, not only that, but you know, I'm actually I'm contemplating doing something. I I know Jessica's very busy, but I'm constantly bringing back a um, a little sh- a, a back when I used to run the the Realmcast. When Jessica and I first met, we had a couple of podcasts on there, and we did my buddy George and I did a show called The Rundown. Mm. When again, it all comes back to this because we were big fans of the Arrowverse. Yeah. And we would review, he and I reviewed every episode of The Flash up until the end of season three. And then work, and then the writing on The Flash kind of made it like, mm, I don't know if we got time to dedicate to this anymore. That That's neither here nor there. But there is a brand new Ultraman show coming out, Jessica, that's coming to America. Like, uh, I believe Subarai is putting it on their official YouTube channel, dubbed. Like, day and date Like, they're pulling some Crunchyroll stuff here. It's called Ultraman Blazer. I don't know if you've seen anything from this, but it's the first time I've been, like, I'm like, this looks awesome. Like, this looks like something way different than they've been doing right. in the past. Yes. Ultra, Ultraman has mech buddies now. Like, the science team, they have robots they are using to fight the other mo- I'm like... Yes, this this is what should have. I get it. Ultraman's supposed to fight the monster each week, but it's like I always it always bug me. I'm like, you're a science team. You should have like better vehicles if you're combating monsters week after week. And finally, someone said, "Why not?" So now Ultraman's fighting alongside a big robotic dinosaur-looking thing, and I'm like, I'm this is I'm down for this. And not only that, but this is the first time they've made the human host the captain of the science team so it's an older dude like,
1: ooh yeah
0: it's not some it's not some young idol looking dude this is like a guy in his 40s and he's all i'm like this speaks to my sensibilities so i uh, i might go solo because i know jessica's got a ton on her plate and adding more things to it is it's I don't want to burden her with that, especially when she has to pay bills. But I'm bringing back the rundown because I'm actually going to watch this Ultraman show, and since it's only like 22 minutes, uh, adding to the already other, you know, to comic guys we have, I might do a limited run of uh, bringing back the rundown for this Ultraman show because it looks fun, and I'm down, and I I think they're going where I think they're going. It might go into like Gridman territory, and I have fond, mm-hmm. fond, fond love for Gridman. So, which by the way, I'm still waiting to hear on someone releasing that movie stateside because, yes, damn it, I want to watch it. <laughs> so, anyway, on that note, that we'll, we'll, we're going to wrap it up here. Jessica, where can the good people find us?
1: We are found everywhere podcasts can be listened to. The Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We are also on very active on our Facebook. Thank you to Chris, who's constantly posting and doing news updates. We also have the Kaiju Kingdom has Instagram, Twitter for whatever, whoever still likes what's going down over there, Definitely. you know, and we also are on YouTube where Chris has been wonderfully hyping it up and we will be putting a lot of content out there. Yes so and
0: that I've yes oh, to, uh, I've actually had people reach out who found the show and um so it turns out that our podcast feed on on the streamers only go back to 50 episodes. Mm. So the last 50. So um and uh, I've not had a chance to port over all of our episodes to our main website so they're kind of still technically on our on the original site that I used to host them on cuz Uh, for technical reasons, but I will, I am going to start next month, uh, bring porting the archives over to our YouTube page. So, um, there won't be any visuals because for the longest time, I mean, like those early days, Jessica can tell you we were doing this through whatever means we could Skype, which was God awful. And Ah. even at times through uh Google chat, because that's all we had. So some of the show quality won't be the best, but I am going to start bringing over our archives so it's easier for people to find, Um, posting them to the site. That's going to take a little longer, but, you know, just putting a graphic to uh, to the old stuff. So the the YouTube page will definitely be hosting all of our back episodes. Uh, I'm hoping to have them completely done by the end of summer. So if you want to go back and listen to those early episodes, which um, – yeah, there are some – I would say we're still finding our footing in the first ten episodes or so. So um, they they're, I've gone back and listened to, like, episode two, and I realized, man, I swear too much. This, this was before people were like, hey, I love the show, but I can't listen to it with my kid because – chris wears like a sailor i'm like oh yeah i need to be professional so i am actually going to make some edits and clean some things up so it will be much more family friendly so um you got that to look forward to i am trying to churn out more content so uh bear with me but um to those people who've been asking we are going to make it easier for you to go back and listen to, to some older stuff because there we got there's i mean there are some episodes that you know are you can't get on the stream right now. I didn't realize I like some interviews we've done with some great people, I'm like those need to be up, so that is coming, so that's that Ooh,
1: Yay. yeah,
0: <laughs> so uh I think that's I think you've hit all the buttons, right yeah, yeah, all right. on that note, that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast for myself and Jessica. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.